All right, welcome to another episode of Nerding Daily. Uh, we're going to talk about the TV series on Disney Plus called What If. I'm here with Robert and Gerald, and we're going to dive into this. What was your thoughts, Robert? Um, I liked it. Overall, I I really enjoyed it. There's We'll get into the details, but it was I had some issues here and there with little things in episodes or some episodes altogether. Really? Um, but as a whole, as a as a season, yeah, it was really fun. It was enjoyable to watch. Awesome. How about how about you, Jared? I really liked it. I mean, it was just like it was just fun. Like it's fun to just kind of like be able to tune in, and there wasn't like a ton of at least like at the start wasn't a ton of like oh it's like all interconnected or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. oh you just these cool little like little snippets to tune into, and just like oh yeah, this is fun to watch or cool to see or whatever, and just kind of it was yeah it was nice. Yeah, I agree. I I enjoyed it. I wasn't sure at first. I didn't know it was going to be animated for some reason. I don't know how I missed the note. I, I didn't get the memo on the animated part. So I was actually surprised the first episode. And and I wasn't sure what to think about the animation. It took a little bit to adjust to it. But I think I got used to it later on. Or maybe it got better. I don't know. But I really appreciated the... the uh, <laughs> Robert's making a face. I really uh, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated the, the, um, the quality on the storylines. And uh, I did I did like some of the action sequences, especially some of the fight scenes, some of the animated fight scenes. Um, so do we want to get started on episode by episode, Robert? Well, I think we should start with the animation. because okay. You and I were talking about it, James. <laughs> and so I want to clarify, we've uh, we've talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. in previous episodes. We haven't done a whole episode about what if uh, it just finished up this past Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And um, my issue with the animation is sometimes it looks gorgeous. Mm. But it's sometimes the faces. <laughs> yeah. The faces are always like a big too. Maybe it's just the directing, but it's, the faces are a bit too off. Sometimes they're, they're looking like whiter than they're supposed to be, <laughs> or they're too smug. Like, especially Captain Carter, I thought was like super smug. Maybe it was just the ego that she kind of got from getting the serum. Maybe. The super soldier serum? Maybe. But it was like. A, a common thing that I saw, especially over huh. the first couple episodes, it was just like everybody was, all the heroes were kind of full of themselves. But that could be the direction, that could be the animation. It was just, I don't know. Sometimes I didn't want it to be like too like stiff of like uh, facial animations. And sometimes it was like that, and sometimes it was too expressive, like uh, an over-the-top cartoon. But the like the backgrounds, the... Yeah, the animation, especially during fights, was amazing. Yeah, I really like. So I don't, I don't want to knock it too much. Sure. Oh no, I know. I loved, I loved uh, the uh, the color palettes. I liked the um, the background art for sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm wondering if they maybe use that motion capture technology for some of the uh, animation during um, maybe when they did the audio for. Um, I don't know how they do that. To be honest, I'm ignorant on it, so I could be completely wrong, but. It kind of reminds me of motion capture type animation, but I could be wrong. I'm trying to validate that here right now. But what, what do you what do you guys think? I, I did get that a little. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Waking Life, but they do the same thing where it's all motion capture, like very uh, not CGI, but it's like hand drawn motion capture. It's very kind of off putting, like a Scanner Darkly is another movie like that. Huh. It kind of felt like I know what you're saying. Yeah, I thought the, I don't think I've, there's nothing that I can remember that was like this style of animation. There's like certain things that follow like the same like 
type of style because I think the best animation that I've seen out of something like this is like the uh, like the Clone Wars stuff. Like the stuff mm-hmm. they did for that, the animation on that was really good, really crisp, even though it was a little bit more cartoony. Oh, okay. But it was still really good. But this, I mean, it was interesting as it went. There were some episodes where I was like, yeah, the animation on this looks really good. And there were some, or maybe even some characters where I was like, eh. Not I don't working. know if this is like the great because it is like <laughs> MCU based. I was like, right. eh, I don't know if this is as well animated as like even another character in the mm-hmm. show that's supposed to be portraying like their real MCU counterpart, like the real actor. But I don't know. I just yeah, okay. I, I kept trying to differentiate. Is it just because we know what this actor looks like in real mm-hmm. life, and I'm trying to my brain to base it off of that, mm-hmm. or is it just like you know I'm kind of picking and choosing which ones are good and which ones don't. It's interesting. I I just Googled it to see if they did. And it's funny. There's an article going back to like, I think it's March or no, it's May of 2020 saying that they will not use motion capture technology. So that's kind of shocking actually, because I think it looks like it. Well, the weird part was that not, not everyone voiced like their character, but some people did. Like some MCU actors voiced their characters and some didn't. And so I wonder what they were like, if they were going off like the actual actor they used or mm-hmm. if they were going off like the real MCU actor counterpart. I don't know. It's interesting to like think about like all those things that they probably had to think through and try and like get like solidified to try and get done. But... Right. Yeah, that's kind of the other issue it wasn't like a you know it, it wasn't a, something that broke the show but it was jarring that you had some of the mcu characters or actors do their voices mm-hmm. and some of them you could tell like obviously it wasn't them that definitely wasn't robert downey jr's tony stark the yeah. guy was, <laughs> right the guy was doing like a bad image yeah i agree what about ultron what did you think of ultron's voice oh. <laughs> I, I i like that guy though Ron i do Mark too he did the the second iteration of Red Skull in uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and he did great. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the right fit for uh, Ultron. James Spader. Oh, J- yeah. Jam- oh, James Spader. Yeah. I- yeah, he wasn't the right choice for that. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. This is me nitpicking. But there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, I I, I got to get the negative stuff out of the way because I'm Mister Negative. Um, <laughs> but it's uh. See, the only time I was glad that they didn't use the um, the actual actors was um, probably my least favorite episode, the Killmonger episode. Mm. It ends with Shuri and uh, Pepper Potts. Right. And I'm, I'm glad it wasn't actually Shuri and Pepper Potts <laughs> because it's like, what do they have in common in real life? Um, one believes in vagina candles and one believes in anti-vax mark of the beast is <laughs> oh in real life I gotcha. so i'm kind of glad it wasn't actually them because <laughs> they're they're both in real life what in the world ultra and what's her name they're just like so it was that i was okay with like somebody sounding like them it's, and it's funny because like I, I didn't really like pay attention to that those characters to realize if it was them or not you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i don't know See, they, did, they did good enough that was, it didn't matter yeah, it's so funny. Um, what did you guys think of the first episode? Oh, we're going back episode to episode. Yeah, um, Captain Carter. It was it was a good way to start off the, the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it was one of my least favorites because it didn't deviate that much from, from the original story. Uh, yeah, from mm-hmm. the original uh, Stephen Rogers version. Yeah, I agree on that one. But that's 
I'm critical. I'm Mr. Negative. I know it. <laughs> How about you, Joe? No, yeah, that one seemed like the most like basic, especially as you go through some of these things. It's like the most, I mean, it's like one simple thing that didn't like, it changes, changed like the big fight scene. Like that definitely kind of, was a little bit different how that played out. But other than that, it was all kind of like everything else happened was really similar, just that it was Peggy Carter doing all the cool, like captain right. stuff instead of Steve Rogers. And you get like an extra character thrown in with him doing like the, what was it? The hydro stomper suit, like all that. Yeah. stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. A yeah. little bit add on, but yeah, it was still all relatively like the same type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we were talking while you were wrangling your kids. Jeez. Oh, sorry. When Marvel Studios announced this, it was indeed announced as their first animated project. It was? How did yeah. I miss that? How did I miss it? You gotta be a super nerd. Oh, right. You gotta, you gotta watch everything. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But uh, it kind of sounds like we're all on the same page with, like, good start. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's not, it doesn't stand out to me. It sounds out on, like, I didn't do, like, a best to worst list or anything for these episodes but it, it stands around the bottom for me just mm. because yeah it's not too different okay episode two yeah i was just gonna say that uh, jala became star lord which the name star lord doesn't make sense <laughs> first off yeah just just putting that out there okay. i did like this one i did like it. <laughs> me too Bye, there we go um but see the reason is it's not just a twist on this one thing in the universe mm. it changes countless things mm-hmm. and seeing like uh thanos he gives up conquest to be a bartender or whatever yeah <laughs> or, or a ravager or something I don't know what it was. like that's like one of those things where it's not just one change it's a change and you see all the dominoes falling with it mm-hmm. all these things have the ripple effect because of one difference and that's what made made it interesting for me. I don't know if you read the comics, guys, but I did every now and again. And sometimes it was really good like that, like mm-hmm. really intriguing, where you could see the differences page to page. And sometimes it was just goofy. Yeah. And this was like perfect amount of both. And I, I have I have a few of them. And, and you're right. They're either just absolutely like ridiculous. Like like what if um, I think the one one of the ones that I thought was interesting is what if um, Spider-Man's uncle Ben didn't die and it was like Aunt May instead, you know? <laughs> well, okay, that's actually not too bad. You know what I mean? I, I I I know that there's really corny ones out there and I'm just I'm I'm just making this one up, but it's like there were some really bad ones where it was like, what if Wolverine was a beetle? Like right. There No, you're right. There's goofy, goofy <laughs> stuff. But then they have one where like, you know, what if the Hulk thinks normal like Bruce Banner, you know, and that's pretty cool you know and they kind of touch on that in um uh the actual um with the hulk being what do they call it it wasn't the gray hulk smart hulk small smart hulk yeah professor hulk professor hulk you know and they kind of touch on that in the the mcu series anyway but that would have been a cool what if too if they hadn't but uh, i hope they do touch on some of the past comics like some of the classics in the next season if they do one see where it goes it, it gives you the the whole idea gives you a bunch of leeway to make almost any story that you want that's what i love the experiment factor yeah. the, like there's no limits yeah. um yeah i agree that's pretty cool that's what works with yeah this idea as a whole the only thing that bothers me is when it's you know it's not fully thought through and it's just like oh this will get people to watch it this this weird little thing instead of like 
okay, we've constructed a story around this, mm-hmm. like a full-fledged story that makes sense, because there were some that, we'll get into it, that like there were plot holes, there were <laughs> things that didn't make sense, there were things just thrown in there just for the sake of, hey, remember that? Instead of, like, it being earned. Mm. But you probably can figure out which episode I'm talking about. Things. We'll see. We'll see if I can. <laughs> just We'll get there. Um, another yet- quick note about the the Chala Starboard one. Sure. Um, Tavon, that did not sound like Benicio del Toro, but it totally was. <laughs> it was. What was with that? What? He was he... like way too happy and like. Was he just trying to not sound like himself? Yeah. That's so weird. He's trying to trick us. You know how he is. <laughs> Any other thoughts on episode two? This one, I think, was easiest. This one was the best, like voice wise one, especially I guess like main character wise, knowing like. Because I don't think anyone else could do that voice as well as like Chadwick Boseman could. Mm, and then yes. I think, yeah, I could be wrong, but I think this was, I know this was his last like MCU like right. usage of him like appearing in, like using his voice. I think it might be like the last one of his career, technically. I could be wrong about that one. There might have been some wow. else that um, came out, but I think that this was like the last time of him like something of his being like on air. But it was, like, that voice is hard to, like, I've heard, like, other versions of it and stuff. Like, the the Avengers video game has Black Panther, and yeah. it's not Chadwick Boseman, and you can, like, it's not nearly as good. Like, you can tell right away that it's, like, it's, like, someone trying to copy, like, Chadwick's version of it, and mm. it's just not as... It's not working. Know, as organic or as well. Maybe that's just because I already have that one in my head about it. But. Well, he does a very good job at it, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's his last uh, project he did because he was in what three or four of these episodes. Yeah. Um. So he at least put his all into it. But yeah, from my understanding, is they recorded a lot of it during pandemic times last year, and um, just lucky enough to get him before he passed. Dang. So that was great. Still blows my but mind I, that he passed. Like I can't believe that he had colon cancer. Just blows my mind. Yeah. I I, I see what you mean about the about the the voices though. And luckily, like Black Panther is now like a list, like uh, in Marvel, so we can get different iterations. And hopefully, you know, Chadwick is great, but there should be other versions that come to people's minds when they hear Black Panther. Like uh, Spider Man, for example, we've had how many different Spider Mans in media over the last yeah. uh, thirty years, and there's still some that come to mind. Like not just one, like five come to mind when somebody says Spider Man. Right. And like uh, the Spider-Man uh, PS4 game, that guy doesn't sound anything like any of the other ones, and he still does great. Mm-hmm. So maybe so, maybe it's more about performance. Maybe once somebody yeah. actually can do it right, it'll be good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that cares. We make it. Yeah. All right. What's the next episode? Oh, the one uh, where uh, they lose their Mightiest Warriors because they have a serial killer, right? Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think about that one? <laughs> I loved the premise of this one. Like this one immediately, like as soon as like I saw like the title and everything, I was like, oh yeah, like a like I knew that this one was going to be good, or at least that I was going to like this one early on. I thought that is when it starts to kind of get like like a little weird, but not like in a totally you know not like Wolverine Beetle status, but like really like <laughs> oh wow, like this could have very easily like happened. Thinking logically, <laughs> something like that could happen, and like right. it was pretty impressive how they like pull up and the biggest part of this one was what a mystery it was yeah yeah i did love that aspect going on how is this happening like this one was a lot of fun to watch 
Yeah. It was, I, I usually can spot like a freaking plot twist, you know, or a reveal, especially when it comes to like horror movies or something. I can usually pick that stuff off like in the first 15 minutes. And this one, it was like, like that was almost over. Like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. Are you going to ever figure it out? But huh. yeah, that was a great way to do it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I thought um, I was having, and usually I'm pretty good at guessing who it was too. And they kind of tricked us, I think. Um, but uh, I wasn't, I, I kind of figured it out, but I think they revealed it like, like right before, right? When Hulk explodes, <laughs> you would kind of already know who, what's going on, right? If I'm, rem- if I'm not mistaken, you guys remember that scene? Yeah, because yeah, they said, I think right before Black Widow died too. They like, figured it out. It was kind of happening at once is when they really like it started to click. click. And they said like yeah. a name and I was like, like I can't remember which name they said, but. They said uh, it was uh, Black Widow. She said Hope. That's what it was. Oh, hope, it's, right? It's all about hope. But I didn't catch. I didn't catch it yet. But then the second like Hulk exploded, then it clicked. I was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> I know who it is." And then it was revealed. <laughs> so I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> You're right. It's all about hope. We should have catched on with that. Anyway, but, um, it was a good episode. It was. It was solid. It was probably the the first one where I was like, oh, that was awesome. Like at the end, I mean, they were, the Star Lord one was good too, but like, um, I think the way the pace of it and, and, and everything was done very well in that particular episode at that point for me. You're talking about like the payoff and the payoff, the whole enchilada was good for me for that, for that one episode at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know. Just, it, it was, it was really good. I, it's just one I, when I went back and rewatched these, I kind of forgot about it. I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's that one. Because, well, we'll get to the, the finale, but that one didn't seem like it connected. It didn't, huh? Yeah. Which, I, it doesn't all have to connect. No. That's not where you get all the fun from everything connecting. You get the fun from it being a good story. In it. Right. Um, but the next one was my favorite. Yes. That. Darkest one. I'd say. What one was that, James? Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. Ouch. That episode was painful to watch. It did, They actually did a very good job writing this episode. Um, and um, yeah, it, it's definitely one that I can see happening too, just given who he had become, um, knowing his whole story. Like he has probably one of the best origin stories, I think, too. Um, I really enjoyed that movie when it came out and I really liked his character. Um, I, I never liked Doctor Strange reading the comics. I'll be honest. I always thought it was cheesy. I thought it was kind of um, a cop out, you know, all the whole magic. I was all against magic. Um, and now after the movies and seeing him come to life, I'm going to be honest, I'm a convert. <laughs> I think he's one of my favorites. So, um, yeah, this episode was really good. How about you, how about you guys? Yeah, it was like, it, it's so interesting to look at these things and like, especially with like the phase four Marvel stuff, which I think this one falls into like that, like, and I guess the end of like phase three, like all of the time stuff, oh, like yeah. how they how they like talk about timelines and think about timelines and how they've like constructed all this stuff. This made it all of that even more confusing than it already was. <laughs> yeah. But it makes it like it makes it interesting. It's like it, it's kind of really a more like I think really draws off like the comic book idea of a lot of the stuff where it's like, well, it might not all have to make sense all the time. 
Right. It's just kind of like we're going to kind of, you know, it's a little bit more malleable and a little bit more we can play with it how we want to. Which for this episode, I mean, was really cool to kind of see how they were talking about it and explaining it, especially based on how meticulous they had been in the first Doctor Strange movie and like Endgame and stuff like that, thinking about that stuff. And now how they've kind of kind of blown the doors off of some of that stuff. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, it I was, agree. It was it was the saddest um, one for sure. I mean, uh, Christine dying like over and over and over. This was like the the most depressing version of like Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's all just it is so well kept together because of Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Mm-hmm. Even when he's not physically there, he's still like I think he's not that part of that. He yeah. cares about the character. Yeah, you can like, tell he has the heart for it. Yeah, they phone it in, right? Talking about you, vagina candle lady. Vagina <laughs> candle. The heck. that's right she does have oh yeah she she literally didn't even know that she was in spider-man homecoming yeah she's like forgotten about she didn't know (laughs) that's so awful i I showed up for a paycheck and i said (laughs) that wasn't for the iron mans (laughs) that's funny oh man people that care it makes all the difference right um and that was like oh my gosh the watcher actually uh, got caught watching by, what did they call him? Sorcerer uh, Sorcerer Strange Supreme or something like that. Something like that, yeah. But yeah, he got he got caught because uh, Doctor Strange was getting so powerful with all these entities because he wanted to stop Christine from dying and he just couldn't, no matter how much more power he got. So he ended up actually seeing the Watcher. That was pretty and, cool. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it just goes to show you that it's not always about having a a happy or satisfying ending. It's just sometimes it's reality, and sometimes it's just what you get. And unfortunately, he did. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. How he just was eating their energy, just feeding off of their energy over and over and over, and then trying as hard as he could to make it change, and it just Mm -hmm. never did. There was like no no power in the world could change it. He was basically a god at that point. Yeah. And he still couldn't change it. I mean, that's just awful. So what if zombies? <laughs> um, this episode is kind of special to me because I like the uh, Marvel zombie series, even though they're really gross and, and they're equally as painful. Have you ever read those? Either one no. I'll, I... lo- I'll loan it to you, Robert. Oh, no, no. I, I, I thought I did, but no, it was what if Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe. Yeah, oh. I've seen those. Yeah, which is wild. No, this and I don't think that's believable, but it's fun. The the Marvel Zombies series is like what's sad about it is so the zombie outbreak occurs, a lot of the heroes catch it, you know, and get it. So when they're hungry, they're zombies. And like they turn into a Hulk or Spider-Man will swing around and, you know, eat Aunt May. When they are done eating, they come back to normal. Oh. And then they're like suffering with their what they just did and hulk's gross because hulk will eat somebody right and he's big and he won't you know he doesn't even chew his food and then it turns back to bruce banner and bruce banner's just like in pain and he's got like a knee stuck inside of him and he's just like uh, and he's like waiting to die again it's painful they're painful so i was a little afraid i know it's disney plus but i was a little afraid where they were going to go with this and i'm happy where it went actually <laughs> so in comparison like to those wear zombies where it wears off almost 
Yeah, only the, the superheroes are that way though. Normal humans are just zombies all the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like where zombies. Yep. But then what if you have somebody basic like Hawkeye? He's a zombie all the time. Yep. That's what That's happens. The right answer. Yep. That's what happens. So yeah. But what did you guys think of this one? This episode? Um, I liked it. I they have a lot of the you know, a lot of the real actors in this one. And it's a lot of it's a hodgepodge of characters that you don't usually see together. Like randomly, you have Kurt from Ant Man in there, and um, uh, Happy Hogan <laughs> yeah. along with uh, oh my gosh, the the decapitated Ant Man. That that was yeah. some much needed comic relief. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That was wild. How they choose? How they chose to um, have some zombies, and which ones they chose not to be zombies? Especially right. Wanda was frightened. Wanda made it like that took it to next level. A zombie with magic has never been done before. And I love well, it. Well, one of the most powerful magic users, too. Yeah. I mean, that was amazing. Yeah. But that's another one where it's like it doesn't really have a happy ending and mm-hmm. it doesn't really need to. Like, you're there for the ride with that one and you just have to see how it plays out as much as it can. And that one, I got really big Lost and Spider Man vibes. Mm hmm. Even though, I mean, maybe not in this universe, but there would be a big age gap with them. But I didn't mind it. Like it was, it was more sad than anything to have the wasp go out like that. But mm-hmm. Still kind of cool. But yeah, another good one. It mostly sends off on its own too. And you know, everybody likes a good zombie story. <laughs> Just you... not a zombie story that lasts twelve years, James. Well, let's not talk about that one. Your favorite show? <laughs> it hasn't been my favorite in a very long time. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, you mean? Oh, you're being sarcastic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think, Gerald? I really, uh, yeah, I think this this one was probably. I don't know. It's either between this one or the like. What if the Avengers never really happened? One as just like good standalone episodes. I mean, the well, I'm, we'll talk about these a little bit, but like the the very small callbacks to these ones were cool to see later on. But yeah, this one was just this, I. I liked it because it went from, it really did go from like comedic relief and all this stuff to like really, really dark. And it's like yeah. this like sense of hope. You're like, oh yeah, they figured out a solution. They found, <laughs> they found vision. Vision's, you know, cool. To, and like, oh, this got so much worse. Yeah. Or, oh, like we it made it did. to Wakanda. We survived yeah. everything. And oh, there's it zombie fan. Like it was just, oh, as soon gosh. as you get like a little bit of hope, it just beats Beat you, you down. down. Totally. <laughs> totally. Good point. And but I like the ending because it left us like, oh man, like this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, like the idea that it didn't, you know, they did everything to try and save their own universe or their own like planet, but that meant nothing in terms of like that, them just trying to save the planet meant like disaster for the rest of the universe. Right. Like all this stuff to happen. And so like brings in a lot of just like cool like questions and stuff about like what the, you know, what should you do in that situation? Like stuff like that, which is cool. It was cool. Yeah, I agree. That, that's, that's some good points. <laughs> and remember all those times, James. What did I say they should have done on The Walking Dead? Build a castle with a moat. Right. That's you did you say do. that. Uh, you don't the, go out. You don't find new people. No. Castle, castle with a moat. Grow your food inside. Filter yeah. the water. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And no one ever does that. And it's the same story over and over again. Reprinted over and over We're again. Every season. Prison. And there's always a dictator they have to destroy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, Killmonger. What if Killmonger rescued Tony? Tony Stark. That's that's my least like. I know. And all the plot holes. Just... And I'll just say the idea of 
Killmonger saving Tony Stark before he becomes Iron Man. It's an intriguing idea. Mm-hmm. The times don't match up, though, because Killmonger is like 20 years younger than Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. He would have been like 12 when he became Iron Man. Mm. And you have T'Challa, who's also like yeah. basically the same age as Tony Stark like that. But yeah, it's it, a lot of, at least the first half relies on Tony Stark and without Robert Downey Jr., this guy that's, I gotta say, kind of bad impression. It, <laughs> it, it kind of, it kind of fails. It doesn't have the kind of, the kind of zest, the kind of energy that Robert Downey Jr. would give it. And of course, we know why he didn't do it because he's out of contract now and he would probably <laughs> ask for hundreds of millions of dollars just to do some voices. Right. But still, it left me just like, wait. Killmonger's still that age? <laughs> this is supposed to be in 2008 still? Like, what is going on? And then it just jumps. It really is just a story that jumps to Killmonger says, hey, you can trust me. So mm-hmm. the person trusts them. So then he kills them and betrays them. And then he just keeps doing that. Mm-hmm. Over and it over. Doesn't have, it doesn't have the nuanced idealism of Killmonger in Black Panther, mm-hmm. which it was like just a little tweak on what T'Challa thought was right for the world and thought was right for Wakanda. That just should be sharing all of our resources together. We shouldn't be, you know, hidden from the world and, you know, there shouldn't be any nations really is what Killmonger thought. But this Killmonger is just like, I need more power. I need more power. I need more power. Right. This person has power. I'm going to be their friend and then kill them. Mm-hmm. He just keeps doing that. Yeah, that did get kind of, and and they, I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to go that way. Um, I was hoping that they would, you know, work together, and and it would have been cool to see him as a hero. But I, I see what you're saying. It did get old. Um, and well, he didn't have a clear cut motive other than more power. Right. True. Like, That's very true. What's What's your end game? <clears throat> Where's your goal? You're just gonna ask for more power over and over and over. And after. People would have been figuring out that he killed Tony Stark pretty easily. Oh, Tony yeah. Stark was like a big celebrity <laughs> in in the universe. And so Wakandans never heard of Tony Stark dying. So right. they're just like, yeah, we can trust <laughs> you. Come on. Yeah. They don't have the that internet. Was, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, there, there's a lot of issues I had with that one. But don't yeah, let me, was... don't let it get to you guys if you liked it. I don't mind. That's <laughs> all right. No, this, there was a lot like, I, there was something I had like because at this point there was like a thing going around where it was like how many times is Tony Stark gonna die in the What If series just like over and over and over again it's just like him dying various ways <laughs> like nothing like everything else like leads to just besides like the prime timeline or whatever they call it Loki like every other one is just him dying mm-hmm. in some way shape or form <laughs> That's like, true. and so this was just like another way of like oh yeah Tony Stark dead again like, <laughs> and so. Yeah, that's, that's a good what, point. Like, the premise of this one seemed really cool at first, mm-hmm. but the whole like I think the watcher comments on it like oh in like you know that trials or challenges are what you know form heroes and Tony Stark never had that experience where he's not mm. he's not really a hero he's not Iron Man he's not a hero was kind of like oh like makes sense but it's like it would have been much cooler to see like Iron Man and Killmonger teaming up to do something. Right, like some type of you know cool thing, maybe like a take on. Oh, I can't even remember like the name of the the name of the team that's being assembled in the MCU right now with all like the Agent Thirteen and um, you know like, like all the whatever the oh, like, yes. superheroes, or whatever. Um, 
I can't remember their names right now, but the Thunderbolts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunderbolts. Like, some type of take on that would have been cool, like, and would have worked for both of them. That's, but yeah, it was just kind of more like, oh, like Killmonger wanting power, killing Tony, and it's just kind of a repackaged version of Killmonger trying to take over Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same style of thing. There's you know, other things, but that's yeah. where his head's at. He just wants that, and that's it. He he doesn't want the world. He wants just a little piece. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, James? Yeah. Without my influence. Without your influence? No, I agree. I, that, I, it, actually, it was one of my least favorite episodes, too. Um, I just felt like uh, watching it, I, I just wasn't as interested. I was hoping, I kind of was hoping that he would become Iron Man. You know, I don't know why I wanted that. Like, I was kind of like I'm hoping, sorry? I was kind of hoping he was, he would, that Killmonger would actually become Iron Man. Oh. You know what I mean? And, um, and almost similar to w- with the way that War Machine worked, you know, I thought that would have been cool. But, you know, instead they, they went with the autonomous robot army, <laughs> the AIs. It kind of makes it like Justin Hammer a little bit. Too, More like, like, oh, like, right. Like kind of some of the different that's true. Yeah. I forgot about Hammer. Yeah. But that's what it kind of, yeah, he was more like a Hammer character. Um, but yeah, that, that I was kind of disappointed in that. But. The best part of it for me was when they actually showed like Killmonger, like actually showing some character, like at first when he's hanging out with Tony and he shows him the, the, the robot. He's like, what? I like anime. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> that like, was... So you're saying <laughs> okay. something for this character we know that we know about him before. Like, Oh, he's go. got an interest in anime. Yeah. I didn't yeah. pick up on that actually. <laughs> And the way that I read the the whole thing about the Watcher saying, like, um, you have to earn being a hero or whatever, um, I, I read that as, okay, then Tony's going to become Iron Man just in a different way or at a different mm. time or something. They don't do anything with that. No, they don't. Yeah. They just hint at, hey, he made, uh, he, made, he made robots and he got you know, impaled by a spear. Well, he, and he figures out that <laughs> Killmonger is going to kill him and that Killmonger killed other guys, uh, other people, and... Um, he has his robots attack Killmonger. And that was a pretty cool fight. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, that was a fun sequence. And yeah, him getting stabbed. Well, I was confused, though, because he was stabbed in the shoulder, you know, from my perspective. So I was kind of shocked when he died because I thought it was just a shoulder wound at first. You know, and I'm like, oh, he's dead. Oh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I was kind of I wasn't sure if that was a uh, solid decision or if he just like, yeah, we'll just. Kill <laughs> yeah, there's just. And we all explained our own ideas. They could have done so many different things with this premise, and mm-hmm. it just it feels wasted. It does. But what about the next one when Thor Thor is an only child? Okay, so th- this one was my <laughs> least favorite episode. This one, I was like, really? yeah, I don't know what it, it was. Just kind of more. This one, maybe it was because he's like, so some annoying. Of the, some of them really started to build up, but this one was kind of like, okay, cool. It was like, I was wondering what they were going to do, but it was like, if Thor were a frat boy. That's totally what I thought. That's totally what I thought. Because the whole grades thing and his mom and them trying to like clean up Earth before mom shows up. Yeah, I totally thought that too. That was weird. That was very weird. This was one of those what if premises that, that are goofy. Yes. But... I mostly enjoyed it just for the sake of it being goofy. What I didn't understand, and maybe you guys can help me out with this, what was the big deal about Thor partying on Earth? Like, why did it have to stop right away that they're willing to nuke him? Right. Was, was he actually a threat to destroy the world? 
But he's destroying all their national monuments. <laughs> Captain Marvel what didn't like that, right? <laughs> Just a public nuisance. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was a public nuisance. I think the premise was that like the parties got so out of hand that they had ended up like destroying other planets in the process of like parting, I think is right. what they were trying to get at. Or like one like where Captain Marvel was trying to figure out like something about like what had happened on some planet or something. And something she's like, like following it and following the breadcrumbs. Oh, no. That was uh that was Jane. Oh, it was Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was Jane. It, up. it was uh, it was a star that imploded or something. Mm. But then Thor clears that up. He's like, no, it was a, it was a comet or something, an mm. asteroid. Oh, right, right. And it was already dying when we got there. Like, cool. End of story. <laughs> why? Why are you trying to nuke Thor? <laughs> yeah. I just Captain Marvel hate him so much just for being. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. It was a um, little. It was a little. Um, I, like that's the part that I didn't like about that episode but the rest of it I was just like hey cool well, and then you have uh, Frost Giant Loki show up which makes sense mm-hmm. that was cool so I don't know I, I, I was kind of okay with it being kind of silly he kind of reminded me of DC's Lobo like the way mm-hmm. he, he's, that, that's how Lobo's character is you know he's just this biker guy he just shows up and causes problems wherever <laughs> he goes <laughs> I thought yeah but that's one of those characters I think is is better to be stuck in the comic. Oh. I think it'd be too goofy to do it like in a movie. I don't think they could. I don't think it would be. Yeah, it would be too cheesy. I don't know. That's me. <laughs> I I always thought Lobo, or Lobo was one of those characters when I was like ten. I was like, oh, he's the coolest. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he was only cool because like I think those comics, you, you know, there was curse words in those comics and middle fingers and. It was like cool to have it in mid school. <laughs> if you had one. it wasn't actually that good. You read yeah. it, you're like, this is terrible. Some of the art's cool. It's about it. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. Anything else to say about Party Thor? Nah, I'm ready. I think this this one did have the one of the best fight sequences out of the whole thing. Like that brawl, that first brawl between Thor and Captain Marvel was. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Like how drawn out it like. I mean, just like blow for blow going like all over the world and stuff like that. I think it was pretty cool. That one, I like that part. That I, I would agree. That I did have fun with it. And some of the one-liners he throws at her is pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's the the other issue that I have with the animation was Thor's face. They made him like kind of chunky. Yeah, I did notice it was chunkier Thor. But, you know, if he's frat boy Thor, ah. maybe that's why. It's playing too many video oh, games. It reminded me of the very first Thor, where like, I mean, his like, you can't even see his eyebrows or anything like that. Whereas oh, right. like, his hair is a lot lighter than it is in some of the later movies. That is oh, true. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, the only other thing that I was gonna say is, so James, if you remember when we did uh, our talk about Wandavision, mm-hmm. we talked about, hey, Darcy actually wasn't that bad. She was kind of utilized pretty well in Wandavision. Yes. In WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> in this, it's like Thor to Darcy. Yes. So obnoxious all over again. Well, and she kind of had to revert back to that, right? Because it's almost yeah. scene for scene. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that when I was watching it, though. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. Robert's going to... And you almost didn't. I thought for a second you were going to bring it up. And then I go, oh, yeah, Robert's going to talk about Darcy. I just know it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny well, it, it was i just thought it was interesting that darcy was like the same darcy from the first two yeah she had, she and not a, not in a good way <laughs> but 
Jane. Yeah, Jane. Was Na- that was Natalie Portman. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, it I didn't Natalie know that. Portman, but she was way more, had way more of a personality in this than the first Did, two Thor movies. Right? Oh, that's, that so second one. Was, oh. Yeah, it, it was a welcome <laughs> addition. And once again, you can tell when an actor actually cares about about the comics or about the movie or they just want a payday. Right. Well, they're getting ready to make her Thor, right? Supposedly, yeah. I don't know what to do with that information. Me either. Me so. either. Are we going to have a Banta Ray Bill first and then her? <laughs> oh, Beta Ray Bill? Beta Ray, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said Banta Ray. <laughs> I'm really tired. What's a banter? You know, he gives a lot of banter. Does a lot of, I don't know. Oh. He kind of does. <laughs> anyway, so we are on the, I want to say, I don't know if that's the most I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. It's not the best episode, but it's not my favorite episode, but it's up there. But the what if Ultron won? I thought that was a really cool premise. Holy smokes. Um, I really I really uh, liked the way it went. I, I did kind of see it coming because, you know, obviously in the movie, whose body does he want? You know, <laughs> and who does he lose to? Well, Vision, right? So I thought that was pretty cool um, that, th- that it went that way. I was heartbroken when it did, though. I really like Vision. How about you guys? Yeah, it's, um, it's, I don't know. I, I really liked it. Let me just put that out there. But yeah, it's, it's once again that I don't know what Ultron's like motive is. Oh, why he's I angry? Know, I know his motive in the movie. I know mm-hmm. his motive when the episode first starts. But then why does it delve into there can only be me and nobody else? Mm. The only way of perfecting humanity is not having humanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have gone a little deeper in that if he was going to go so far as to try to take over the universe and multiple realities with it. Oh. I think, I think. But yeah, the the voice also didn't help it either. Yeah, voice did. Yeah, little things like that. So this, this was kind of their version of like a, doing a post-apocalyptic story. Right. More or less. And it's, you know, it's not one of my favorites. It was like a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's, it's an intriguing idea. It's just... Sometimes there's shortcuts. Like Thanos shows up and just in a second he's just cut in half. That was so oh cool. God. But there's no massive fight. I kinda liked it though, because it was just like kind of showing his power where he got, you know, and you're just like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I kinda liked it. Um But yeah, there was it wasn't a big fight. But yeah, you're right. But I, I don't know. Um it, it kept the episode moving for me. <laughs> he reminds me of another character, and I'm trying to find it from the DC universe. And I, um, I know it's, I don't know if it's a comic book or if it's the um, uh, Justice League animation, but uh, there's this robot, and maybe you guys might know. It's like a golden Brainiac. robot, and no, oh. it's not Brainiac. This one just travels randomly from planet to planet, and he goes kind of insane, and he just starts destroying all of the planet or all of life. He finds it, learns everything he can, and then destroys it, and then moves on. Oh, yeah. And that's what Ultron kind of reminds me of. But then it also kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, really Galactus and Silver's are going to do that too. <laughs> they just don't care about the knowledge. <laughs> Galactus just eats the planet. <laughs> Well, yeah, because Ultron, Ultron, <laughs> was it this one or is it the... Yeah, I think so. He actually did eat a planet, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he does. Watcher? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> which is like, even just, like, crazy to just, like, watch that stuff happen. Well, didn't he have kind of, like, a Galactus-type hat, too, when he did it? Like, his head? Yeah, he did, and he had, yeah. like, the real, like, the old 
Megatron horns coming down, like ears and like the real, the more like comic style version of him. Right, right. For that, like, yeah, there was one where he had like all six of the eyes, like stuff like that. Yeah, that was cool. That was really that chase scene between falling the 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 uh, watcher watcher. falling through different universes was awesome. I mean, that was pretty cool. That was probably one of my favorite. Uh, favorite fight scenes mm-hmm. or i wouldn't say it's not much of a fight scene but it's like a fleeing scene but throwing <laughs> throwing him through dimensions where he's hitting a dimension and then he's flying for yeah. a while and hits another dimension it's like whoa that's really cool because you know supposedly they're all next to each other <laughs> so it makes sense yeah. in a way well it it helps that um the director for I believe, all these episodes uh this guy brian andrews he was the storyboard artist for a lot of mcu movies ah so he can storyboard things out, no problem. This is his, I think it's his first real directing. Wow, that's pretty, he did but, it pretty well. Yeah, they, they they set up at least the action scenes really well throughout the whole season. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, those were the one solid constant, I would say, through all start to finish. Yeah. It definitely had some good action. Even if there isn't an anticlimactic Thanos cutting in half. <laughs> yeah. which for them probably was like a nice break. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, yeah let's just... I don't want to get into this because let me wait, wait till you see what's going to happen. Because <laughs> they didn't disappoint. You saw it happen. You're like, what? Really? And then everything else, you're like, oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, what else is there to say? Yeah. Let me or see. do we want to just go into into the next one since it connects? Yeah. Since it connects. Yeah. Let's just blend right in. If you get, if you think of something else, we can just backtrack a bit. But yeah. The, the, what if the Watcher broke his oath? That was such a cool. Doesn't that come up earlier in the series? Yeah, yeah, I think it did with the with the Doctor Strange. Doctor one, Strange, yeah, it did. Where he like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, there's someone else here, like, and he kind of like has this like inner monologue of, do I step in because he's about to? I mean, he's like trying to wreck time essentially. Where he's like, oh, oh do right, something about he's this. debating. Like, uh, like uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, so it did it come was, up with with that episode. I thought it was more uh, Doctor Strange was pleading, like. Mm-hmm. You're watching this happen. Oh, please. Oh, why, oh why right. Help me. And he's saying, I cannot interfere. That's right. So That's what the way along those lines. Is yeah. But yeah. But they revisit that in this episode, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And just him being just completely shocked by the, the ever ending pursuing Terminator-esque Ultron, interdimensional Terminator coming through uh, and coming after the Watcher, forcing him to break his oath, which was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was actually terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> Even somebody as, as powerful and omnipotent as the Watcher fears for his life and fears for you know the whole multiverse. Right. That's that's crazy. And how much? Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's cool. No, I was just gonna say the the recruits that he got together was actually pretty well rounded, except for Star Lord T'Challa. It was good having him there, mm. but it was like. Didn't he do that much? <laughs> kind of, I guess. Uh, Doctor Strange did a lot of the heavy lifting. On that. He did, well, yeah. Like him and him and Thanos Gamora, I guess. Right. I guess what you call it. Just, I guess that's a timeline where she like is the supreme being or whatever has like the armor and the sword and stuff like that. Like she killed Thanos. That was a mm-hmm. deleted. They they couldn't get that episode done. I was really sad, especially because of the like the Hulkbuster Sakar armor. That oh yeah, Tony Stark has on like probably will die. Like 
had some interaction with Sakaar. Like, that would have been a really fun one to get. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll finally get that episode after a long delay. It'll be like the last episode, and they'll find Tony Stark just in the Hulkbuster costume. Just yeah. <laughs> Fifth time, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, I mean, a pretty well-rounded team. Why Killmonger? That was my, that was my, like, why is this guy here? Out of all of the other ones, he's like, how does he make the cut? Like, he has power of the Black Panther. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he use it? Not really. Um, the Watcher saw him be a, a serial killer. Right. Knowing that he can't be trusted. Yeah, that does make any so sense. why did the Watcher choose that, even that version of Killmonger? Could have chosen any different ones. But it's all because they wanted... You know, they wanted something, you know, crazy and bombastic for the finale. Mm-hmm. And you brought back almost every, well, including the two little nods, they brought back uh, things from every episode. They did, yeah. Um, so I, I understand what they wanted to do with it, but it's just, I don't know. They're no Avengers. Yeah, they were the um, guardians of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, also, I just wanted to comment on uh, Jeffrey Wright's voice, though, as the Watcher. Like, I, 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 yeah, I really thought he was a good choice. Um, I, I don't know if this is true, but I, I remember hearing a rumor way back that, you know, they wanted Stan Lee to do the Watcher um, for something. I'd be a Watcher. And I'm, I like Stan Lee, but I'm glad that he, what, he didn't do this. Because I don't think it would have the same tone. Well, yeah, because he's dead. Well, no, I know. But you know how his voice is. I know. Excelsior, I know. you know. <laughs> true believer. I know. <laughs> you know? I, I'm just saying. And I like Stan Lee. But like I think Jeffrey Wright was an awesome choice um, for, well, for the character. Stanley Stan narrated one of the '90s cartoons. Yes, I don't know if it was so, Iron Man or Fantastic Four. Well, no, it was both. Surfer. It was Silver Surfer, which is one of my favorites, by the way. But it's so cheesy with his narration. It is cheesy, but the stories are really good. The writing's awesome. Like if you give it a chance, it, the animation's terrible too. Oh, no, I know. No, it's I like terrible. It's just like. <laughs> Stanley's you're right. The narration animation. does not fit. I know. It's so so I don't know. And in the MCU, he was the watcher in Formant anyway. Right, right. So I'm glad that they got someone else to do it. And Jeffrey Wright has a great voice. Yeah, he does. He really does. My, my only question was, there's other watchers. We've seen multiple watchers mm-hmm. at once. Right. Where are these other watchers? Watching. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're just sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. game. Oh, watcher. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't interfere. Can't interfere. <laughs> That's right. Maybe there's different levels of watchers. I don't know. I really never understood them. They and they all kind of usually stand together, right? Like, yeah, it was almost was like some of them had some like universes or multi. I don't even know. Yeah, me either. Yeah, they're, they're they're anytime I see them in the comics, there's like at least three, and they're they're kind of like watching, and they'll say you'll see some sort of like thought bubble comment. Or it might be just like a monologue or a discussion between them, but it doesn't really like it's like like if they say they don't really interfere. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. It, the it, it brings the Watcher into the MCU in the weirdest way, and I think the perfect way mm-hmm. for a kind of odd character like that. Um, but yeah, that finale we have the Guardians of the Multiverse go against uh, the super powerful Ultron, and wow, like strange puts up against all the Infinity Stones, and he still he survives. He, he's like 90% of the Force at the time. Oh, he really is. <laughs> he really is. Yeah. I mean, but that 10% does count with uh, um, 
Black Widow's arrow, right? That is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do have T'Challa stealing uh, one of the Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah, uh, you do. You do have Captain Carter um, uh, saving some people and uh, you know, trying to do like kind of hand-to-hand combat, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was really... I, I didn't know how they were going to resolve it, if they could resolve it, if this was a thing that they would have to carry on to the movies. It was becoming such a big deal. Um, but I, I, I'm i satisfied with what they did with it, how they ended it. Well, and remember the uh, Hydra agent that they upload to Ultron? Mm-hmm. What was his Arnim name? Zola, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that part was pretty... I mean, I, I, I knew it was going to go that route, but like it wasn't basically a threat neutralized. It was basically fighting fire with fire. <laughs> yeah. They were just basically changing regimes. That's all they were doing. <laughs> Still helped in the end. It did. Yeah. I did I did like that episode. And actually that that's the only one that the kids came in and sat down and watched the whole thing. Um they're so hyper lately that they don't stay stick around for even a whole episode. And that one they watched the whole thing and it was good. And they enjoyed it. I said, You guys want to watch the whole thing again? And they're like, No. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh well. Any uh any last thoughts on on that uh, final episode, any more Party Thor? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy with the series overall, and I hope they do a, another another season. I would like, I would like to see them maybe revisit. Like, I would like to see X Men. You know what I mean? Open it up to something they haven't visited or introduced. You know, even if they do like um, the like Raganauts or whatever obscure like Marvel characters that we haven't even touched on yet you know and i don't know what they have rights to maybe they can't but um i think it'd be cool you know to see a magneto story or um a uh excalibur story just branch it out a little how about you guys yeah it seemed like they kind of stuck with the same even like the well-known mcu ones like there wasn't there wasn't a ton of Mm ant-man there wasn't there wasn't a ton of scarlet witch Mm-hmm. Or Vision, the only real like Vision thing you get is like the actual like the Ultron body, which we've mm-hmm. seen. But even some of the more like relegated MCU ones, that didn't know it was kind of all like Guardians of the Galaxy, Wakandans, and Avengers. That was all kind of honed in on. Which maybe that was just kind of like, hey, we're gonna play it like a little bit safer, I guess, with something like sure. this, and, and do like characters that people know within the MCU relatively well. And see, there actually there wasn't even a lot of Spider Man either. Mm-hmm. There was kind of like. It was interesting how they chose some of these. And like I said, like Iron Man dies like four or five times because they used Iron Man a lot over in some over, of these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We didn't get the Hulk that much either. No. Mm-hmm. Not too much. Other than him popping like a pimple. <laughs> yeah. um, see, I, I, I get what you guys are saying, but I also think that for their bigger franchises that they have the rights to, mm-hmm. that they'll wait to have like an actual like reveal. In a TV show, or most likely a movie, especially with X Men stuff. But it would be cool I to have. Waiting. It would have been cool to have like a Ghost Rider versus Wolverine, or you know, um, Blade, Daredevil, or Daredevil, Punisher. Like even yeah, Punisher. Oh, Punisher, that's a good one. Or remember, there was yeah. like a whole team of Punishers at one time. You know, I think there's a what if on that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, but like what I'm saying is, you know, the Punisher is. Kind of in the MCU, yeah. Kind of in the Netflix MCU now, right? We don't we don't know if it's connected, and for them to make like any big moves like that, they're gonna save it for something bigger. I um, guess you're right. Just one episode at least. I would be okay. I mean, I would definitely want more Punisher in a movie, yeah, or another series with uh, John Bernthal. But yeah, for a what if 
I think the character needs to be introduced first outside of there, mm-hmm. and then they could do like a little bit in the in the what if show. Um, cool. I do want it to get weirder. Don't get me wrong. You do, <laughs> yeah. Like if you're going for like super obscure characters, I I could see them you know popping up in what ifs, but nothing that they <laughs> they have like future plans for. Right, like, like a Howard the Duck. Had, they already <laughs> announced another Fantastic Four movie. So. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. It, it would, it would, you know, it wouldn't feel right to have them show up in What If first. Gotcha. Oh yeah, they have a movie coming out. I don't know. Hmm. I, I can we'll see. Find that. out. Okay. Cool. All right. Anything All I else? know is the uh, next season, if they do a next season, um, the writer won't be. This writer won't be a part of it because he's writing uh, Ms. Marvel. Oh. Ms. Marvel show is coming up. Cool. So hopefully, it's still good. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. All right. Well, anybody else have anything else to add? My final thought is that. And this goes along with these like last two episodes. Ultron's a terrifying villain. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. that was what like, and that's what I missed about like James Spader's voice is like he was in intimidating Ultron. I remember watching the trailers for Age of Ultron, and he was doing the like no strings on me monologue, and had like the mm-hmm. the one you know Stark bot whatever you know shambling in with the the creepy monologue, like terrifying. And Ultron yeah. as a like as a villain is absolutely terrifying, and I think this really solidifies that mm. is that he could end the multiverse if he wanted if he really wanted to. Right. But, oh man. Yeah, I, I remember those trailers. It was such a shame though that like we kind of saw the darkest parts, mm-hmm. and then in the in Age of Ultron, he was kind of more jokey than I yeah think. yeah, like, yeah. with like Tony Stark <clears throat> and stuff. Like that. Yeah, that was a little let down for that movie, but. Yeah, no, he's absolute threat. I agree, absolutely. All I gotta say. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, I guess this concludes this episode of Nerding Daily. Thank you guys. 